It's the Woolly Mammoth Revival, the podcast where me, Simon Hoban from BBC Radio, and Mike Ward, the Daily Star's TV critic, talk about things that we deem to be not quite right. Episode 13 this time round, Mike. Episode 13. Well, yeah, one episode for every listener. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, what have you found this week, Mike, that you don't think is quite right? Well, uh, technically last week, but uh, we haven't done one of these for a while, so this one qualifies. Um, basically, um, this is more, I'll be honest, this is more of a rant, but I've got to get this out of my system. So basically, people in jobs that allow them to be as rude as they like yeah. without any comeback, knowing that they're protected. This has happened um, to you, obviously. Airport security. I don't think... Just because you're doing an important job, you do it any better by being rude. But the, you have to have some level of officiousness, though, to get the message across, don't you? Yeah, but I'll tell you what happened. I was going through airport security on my way on holiday, flying out of Britain, and I went up uh, the, the conveyor belt to start the whole process. Mm-hmm. I had a big shoulder bag, and I'd taken off my jacket already, my uh, sort of light jacket, and my belt. Yeah, taken all those things off already. Good. And also out of my shoulder bag, now imagine the size of one of these trays that you have to put these things in, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's already a fair bit of stuff. So out of the shoulder bag, I had taken my phone, my Kindle, and my iPad. Yeah. Okay, so I said to the guy, hi, good morning, because I'm, I'm always excessively polite to people to begin with. I like to set the bar high. <laughs> and if they want to bring the bar down, you see, then it's them that's doing it. Yeah. Um, I think you're. I think I'm going to need a second tray for these, aren't they? You'd like me to put put um, these devices in a separate tray, the, i.e., the, the Kindle, the iPad, and the iPad. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Um, in fact, the last time I went through, they took them out of the tray and put them in a separate tray, and then I said, "Oh, what?" So he said, "No, they have to go in a separate tray." So, so I thought I'd anticipate that, and I'd say it to this guy, and he said, "No, no, it's fine. You can put them in, all, all in that one as long as there's nothing on top of them." So I put the bag in, lay on its side, I put the coat in, I put the belt in, and then I put the iPad, the phone and the Kindle on top of the whole pile. Uh, and he watched me do it, sort of out of the corner of his eye while he's shuffling other trays around. And he said, no, you can't do that. And I said, oh, why is that? He said, well, because you've got stuff underneath them. I said, yeah, but you said as long as nothing on top of them, and there's nothing on top of them. And then he started getting really obnoxious. <laughs> he just said, look, do you want to wait for another half an hour? I said, What? <laughs> All right. I said, "Do you want to wait for another half an hour? If you want to get, if you want to stand there and get stopped, have we stopped? That's up to you." But I said, "Well, no. It's just that you just told me there's nothing, and there's nothing on top of them. I put these things there, so that there's not, exactly as you told me. Everything else that you could see, you know, was going in first, and then I put these on top. So they're the things at the top of the pile. No, you have to have them a separate thing. I was just, uh, in anyway, it's he a escalated time... it quite quickly, didn't His, he? he? Yes, he was horrible. He was a horrible little man. Um, I know you were angry then because as you were talking, like we yeah. have little level meters in radio. Oh, is it and, going? Oh, was and, it? And you, you went right into the red there. Yeah, I'm, it's a bit like being measured, having your heart rate measured. <laughs> yeah, when you're was, sort of, you know, I was watching it go. It went from green into the orange bit, and what then I was into doing the red that bit. then? Because the funny thing is, I was just, fin- I just finished reading a really good book about rudeness and how to <laughs> right. deal with rudeness, and I thought I've clearly learned nothing from this book because I've actually, ha- I'm handling this really badly this is an obnoxious individual but i'm never going to win this argument because i said well instead of which i just had to sort of get the point home no you give me contradictory information no i didn't yes you did you said as long as there's nothing on top there's nothing on top of them yeah we've got stuff underneath them yeah we didn't say i can't have stuff underneath them (laughs) just and he just thought i see so what was his rebuttal to this obvious he told me he hadn't said that he said well and obviously you can't have that underneath either i said but that's a completely different instruction i just got really annoyed i just said you are just an incredibly rude man and you know that you can be as rude as you like and i've got no comeback 
yeah. you know and they just well if you want to get if you want to it's up to you sir have a lovely day sir hope you don't have a horrible day sir oh was, i hate that That's yeah he was yeah. really really obnoxious yeah but you, you know it's, i feel it, sorry for the guy who handed you the wrong cup of coffee when he got through when he got through <laughs> to costa it's just it's and it's just um I don't think they had to find these signs up, but it's, you know when you go to those places where, where they sort of say, abuse will not be tolerated? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't read it as that. What I read it is that, just so you know, Mr or Mrs Member of the Public, we're about to be really, really rude to you and obnoxious and grumpy, and you can't do anything about it. And if you if there, if tempers flare in any way whatsoever, it'll be your fault. Yes, yes. Because we are 100% protected. We are immune yeah. From any sort of punishment for our own obnoxiousness. Yeah, you, but you, the first time you get riled, will come down and you're like a ton of bricks. Excellent. My first one today is going to be um, to do with the fact that there's an attempt sometimes to make hard stuff easy or accessible, and it isn't. It's just hard. And I'm thinking about the proms now here. Oh, yeah. Um, because uh, they always do this every year. You know, there's an attempt to widen the appeal, to bring people in who might yeah. not otherwise be interested in, in classical music or, yeah. or serious music, as it's often called, rather yeah. pompously, in inverted commas. Um, but they can do everything they, they can with this. But ultimately, it is hard. Yes. You know, and some of it's impenetrable and difficult to listen to, and you yeah. need to almost study it a bit like a play or Shakespeare or whatever yeah. it might be. So it doesn't matter how many times they do, you know, they can make the presenters funky and fun. They can make the language a bit more youthful, perhaps. Yeah. They can have a nice package where they show all the orchestras having a party or a beer afterwards. But when the actual bit starts, you know, and the conductor walks up and the music starts playing, it's difficult, you know. Yeah. And no amount of attempting to dress it up or to, or to kind of ease you into it can take it away from the next 45 minutes being difficult you no. know, and impenetrable. And if there's not a nice tune there, you're not going to like it. It doesn't matter what preamble you've had yes. or, or nice little bit of funky graphics you know, or explanation. It's going to take some work. Yeah. And I just think sometimes there's an attempt to try and make these things easier than they are. And let's just admit that it's hard. You know? yeah. But you're not, it's not exactly you're, you're not really objecting so much to dumbing down. No. It's not really dumbing. It's, it's more kind of trying to approach it in just trying to make it accessible beyond its potential to be accessible yeah, <laughs> yeah. because i think you can't dumb it down no. you, because you can do all the stuff around the periphery yeah and this is what i'm saying when it actually gets to the moment when you've got to listen to the piece of music for an hour yeah you can't dumb that down because you, you can't change the notes you can't just yeah. as you can't change the words in a play i mean i'm not great on classical music as you know we've had this conversation before but occasionally i'll go through a phase where i'll just listen to a little bit or try and 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 Perhaps this is going off at a slight tangent with it, but sometimes, you know, in the days when you'd buy a CD or something, I'd look at the CD cover, and this, to me, there's two types of classical CD cover. There's the sort of very old-fashioned thing that looks like, I was at Deutsche Grammophon, yeah, yeah, yeah. and looks like quite sort of people from a, the olden days, and looks very classical in, you know, in inverted commas, in, you know, in the, in yeah. the understood sense. And there's one that tries to look a bit cool and modern. Yes, you know, yeah. you know, it's, it's pack, literally the packaging of that mm. CD. Mm. Is, is, but ultimately, it, it, it's the same piece yeah, of music, exactly. or possibly a different performance of it. But it's the ultimate, the same yeah. piece of music. So when once you take the packaging away and you get down to the nitty gritty of actually putting that music on mm. to listen to, mm. you're faced with you almost the part of me is always oh hang on a minute this is still classical music yeah, I'm exactly. going to have to work here. the moment you press play it's the same yeah uh, and you know it's almost the same we've mentioned this with with the science stuff haven't we with Brian Cox and all yeah. that you know once he gets into his demonstrations and the physics it's yeah. plumb and hard you know yes excellent and he you know he he accepts that but his argument is a bit like yours which actually let it be hard because yeah. that way people then yeah say well I've, I've given you a little shoe in but you're going to have to do the work yes for the next bit exactly yeah and I, and I don't know whether broadcasters should give up on trying to make it easier because 
I don't think it's working. I, I don't think. I don't think. You know, there's no evidence of it. I guess. No, the classical music halls aren't full of no. people appreciating this more difficult music. I mean, yes, if you put on, you know, a Beethoven symphony, yeah. it'll be packed. You know, or, or a Mozart requiem, yeah. you know, that, that's easy meat for for most people. But yeah, you, you know, there's no evidence that this attempt to get people into culture is working. Mm. I don't think. No, talking of uh, classic, going off at a slight tangent. I was on the phone this morning to Nat West, and they, you know when they put you on hold. Yeah. And they played a, for a change. They played a, some classical thing i've no idea what it was mm. um i thought oh, quite like this so what i was test i tested to see whether i could put, open up my shazam app oh yeah yeah at the same time and whether it would hear the hold music through the that phone. was being played because yeah. i thought oh, i can't like to know what this is um it didn't ah oh, <laughs> disappointing because at the moment it, was, it, it pressed that thing where you, you got shazam on your no i've not actually no yeah basically you tap it and it will say listening yeah yeah it's been round and round so you, it's listening to whatever yeah so i've got the impression it was but i think it might have just been listening to me breathing down the phone or whatever, so. <laughs> did it just come up obscene phone call what's your what's your next one for today mate Doctor Who, I'm afraid. Oh, Doctor Who. It's it's. I was Doctor Who is such an obvious talking about. Although having having said that, events in 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 the it feels like ancient news already. The getting worked up about Doctor Who being a woman yeah. thing. It feels like oh, we had that for about 48 hours, and then we've moved on mm. from that to other BBC related stuff. Um, I couldn't decide whether the point that annoyed me was um, grown people getting that bothered yeah. about it, or but I think in the end. I have to say, what got what got me was, it's an example of how everything now seems to have to be an issue, a, mm. a statement of some sort. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, Jodie Whittaker's taken the role over, or will be, who is brilliant. I think she, she's fantastic. Mm. Rather than just say, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, this is obviously a new new direct, direction for Doctor Who. Should be great fun. Lots of chance. You know, I'm a feminist. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, okay, but what are we actually saying that this is a feminist thing? That it's a bit point because why you know you're just playing a role it's all that all that's happened it's a sci-fi show so basically everything that's happened in the last 54 years or however long it's been on the air is ridiculous and implausible nonsense anyway so in that sense there's no reason why you can't suddenly turn the doctor into a woman probably about the only show where that would actually be justifiable without just being you know ludicrous because yeah. you know the very idea of most of what's gone on in that show since it began is all a bit bonkers mm. but i just thought Oh, and then so then it suddenly became a big debate and I thought well that's fine wouldn't the biggest most feminist gesture have been to have said nothing to have actually said you know may, not made a big deal of it so it's like yeah mm. why not yeah and just leave it at that it sort of seems to be a you know counterproductive because everybody and I just think most people would normal rational balanced people who who, are, who don't have an axe to grind would just say well fair enough why not you know brilliant actress and it's a it's, or you know it's a novel thing to do and it's a show that would allow you to do something that radical so why not give it a go what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen it, nobody's going to die that's right it's almost like by by arriving at the point of of equality which yeah. they have done yeah. that's that's achieved everything hasn't it there's, there's no need then to kind no. of to debate it to, to gnash your teeth and to enter into discussion because no. the very the very fact that it's happened it's job done, isn't it? She said something like, oh, I hope people aren't going to be f- frightened of me. for being." I just think you're sort of almost creating a problem when there isn't one. That's yeah, what I say. Yeah, you're yeah. creating something. You're putting this into making more of an issue of this than it needs to be. Yes. And I actually, my first reaction when they when they unveiled her was, was you know, oh, that's good. I thought, I thought, you know, the odds were that it would be a woman. The betting had suggested that for some while. Mm. 
but why did we have to then make it some, some you know, have that? Oh. Everything seems to be that way, doesn't it? Now it has yeah. to be amplified, and it's all part of something way more significant. Yeah, yeah. way more significant and important. You know, yeah, on a, in the global scheme of things. And sometimes things aren't. Some things, you know, wouldn't it just be lovely? A real sign of progress on on the equality front. If actually you just said, well, that's exactly I don't know, it. whatever. I'm, it, I hope I do a good job. Uh, you know, yeah. looking forward to it. And we've got lots of different storylines and different ways the story can go. Mm. Yeah, good one, good one. My last one today is to do with, I'm going to call it After the Fact Awareness and Contrition. Oh my goodness. Um, so this was after the, the BBC Paylist was published this week. Mm. But one of the things I thought was some of the presenters seemed to suggest that they didn't know how they'd managed to get these salaries. You know, it just sort of happened. And one yeah. of them actually, direct quote here, it says, he said, I'm not sure I could explain it, to be absolutely honest. And I thought, well, you do know. You do know exactly why, because it's not the kind of thing you just let slide no. or, or don't take an interest in. And if you do, you must be fabulously wealthy enough to I was do that. Say, you could know? afford not to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So to say that you don't know how it happened, I just think it's just not going to pass muster. No. It's not going to do it. It is a funny thing. I mean, the, the, the whole story, without getting too sort of caught up in the rights and wrongs, I, I, I did a number of interviews on various stations this week about the story. And I sort of ended up thinking, what is it exactly I'm commenting on? Because I could, at first I thought, am I commenting on the, was it the right thing to do to have the figures released? Mm. You know, the, you know, the, you know, was this political mischief making was that the thing was i commenting on isn't it um obscene that these people earn that much money mm-hmm. was i commenting on isn't the inequality yeah. obscene which became uh, the story in the end yeah and then so there's three those are three effectively different stories plus i guess you've then got the then it starts getting down to the individual people's opinion of individual um, yeah, performers. Yeah, yeah. So somebody says so and so isn't worth such and such. We think, oh god, no, going to. You know, that's that's an endless argument, isn't it? Yes. You know, is so and so worth that compared to a nurse? It is clearly a way more complicated issue than the just here's what so and so earns, because there's so many other you know other aspects to it. Like, well, what exactly are they? Which bit of their work do they earn that for? And yeah, you know, are you on air? You know, one day a week. Uh, five days a week, you know, one week a year. How much work do you put in? How much? How do, how much do people? How much would people? How likely are people to switch off if it weren't you doing that show? Well, that's true. And the other, you make a good point that how much work do you put in? Yeah. Because the top performers generally have an army of people below yeah. them making sure they look great, you yeah. know, or sound great. So the actual work effort that they put in is is up for debate as well. It's a it? very it, it, it's a it's, it's one of those things that actually you could just talk about forever more and mm. it's and uh, so shall we? Should we just talk about it? Well, let's carry we on. Make it's a sort of fourteen hour <laughs> yeah. podcast. That would be very. Or dumb, we could yeah. make it a twenty minute one, shall which we? I shouldn't say because I now have to edit it. Leave it in if it turns out that you can edit it to twenty minutes. Yeah. And if you can't, oh, you just set yourself a real um, thing. I can't even <laughs> think of the word. Hoist by bone. You've been. Petard. Yeah. What is a petard? I don't know. No. That is the Woolly Mammoth Revival. You can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And possibly other <laughs> things I don't know Maybe about. And I put a strange emphasis on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. there. It's like Poldark and Poldark, if you ever watch that. <laughs> I don't watch it. Well, it's always introduced yeah. as Poldark. Yeah. Um, continu- continuity announcers. Everybody who talks about it, in, you know, or, or if I talk about it on it, it's always called Poldark. It's always been called... But on the programme now... and so, uh, I th- wasn't convinced they were doing this in the first place, but now all the characters, when they say the word, say the surname, say Poldark. Oh, really? With the emphasis on the second syllable. Right. But it's, it's way too, you, you can't have suddenly have the continuity announcers after all these years suddenly changing it. No. So a, a leads friend of mine always said caravan. 
Oh yeah, yes, I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. Caravan, uh, yeah. which is wrong, <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when I worked in Newcastle, they yeah. insisted on all the presenters and everybody who spoke on the radio station saying Newcastle. My wife says that, even though she's from Surrey. Oh well, that's that's very local. That's a very dialect. Yeah, she always she always says that Newcastle. Um, and I thought sometimes I, I, I actually sort of when she does it, I'm thinking don't because you actually sound like you might be taking the. Yeah, you say Newcastle, I take it. Yeah, I just say Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Right, with the three R's. <laughs> what other words have different emphasis? Emphasis. My mum, God bless, God rest her soul, used to say deck chair. Deck chair. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know why, because that's odd. Because like, other deck things. Actually, <laughs> deck shoes. I'm going to sit on a deck chair. Deck chair. All right. Mm. Very good. On that, what's the word? Is it not linguistic? Uh, irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, irrelevant and speech pattern based anecdote. Thing. We finished the Woolly Mammoth Revival, episode Possibly 13. Possibly forever. Hostage to fortune, that's the phrase. Yeah, okay. N- not hoist by your own petard. Yeah, but a hostage to fortune might be hoist by their own petard. You could probably go through both experiences. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and only 13, who'd have thought it? Why, we look, why, why aren't they listening? We look forward to those other numbers. subscribers leaping on this particular yeah. episode. If you want to tweet your own not-quite-rights, do that at, at Mike Ward on TV or at Simon Hoban on Twitter.